USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response. We're already putting together the best minute. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced people, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. Kylan, what did you do to the Hell Carrier? Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not sounding right. It, it's, it's just not sounding right. I don't know what you did to it. Right, I'm going to try and bring it in. Hold on. Okay. So, it's another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks with Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike, barely, with that helicarrier, or helibus trip. Uh, Sounds like it's missing on number three cylinder. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I, I, it looks like I already got my weekend planned out, so. <laughs> I told you, you got, you went cheap with the spark plugs. I did, I did. All right, so more spark plugs, fewer cup holders, gotcha. Right, yeah. I, 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 th- I think the other mechanic in the, uh, in the bay has something to say. You owe me for one jelly donut! <laughs> You don't want to mess with his donuts. No, no, he's kind of temperamental too. Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, like I said, once again, welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, what? What's going on? I know we have uh, a movie that's come out this weekend. Yes, we do. Yes, uh, kind of have a strange title. Yeah, uh, might be a medical drama. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to call a doctor. Uh, you think? Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what we need to do? We need to find the guy who played Sherlock and get him to be in it. That oh, would be that, cool, wouldn't it? That, that I, would be. I don't That'd know. Be, I, I don't know if he can do it. Well, let's not do something stupid like you know try to cast Tilda Swinton as an Asian something or another. Yeah, that that, that would just would not work at all. No, it it what? That's kind of one of those whiskey tango. Foxtrot kind of things. <laughs> it's one of those things that just make you say, How you doing? Sweet Christmas. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't hear that, uh, well, there's something wrong with you. Before we started recording the show this evening, uh, it, it's Friday night, the day of Doctor Strange premiering at the theaters. Uh, Mike was showing us his uh, his new toy, and it does kind of a uh, few effects and stuff. And he just he did that voice for us, so he's kind of like, you know, that is the voice we kind of halfway expected to hear Luke Cage talk in when uh, 
when we first saw him on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And it just... And of course, the sweet Christmas is just going to be—it's going to own us for the rest of the world, and the rest just, of the evening. And it just went downhill from there. Yes, it did. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> you know, yeah, how hard it is to just not. There, there's things that I want to hear in that voice. I'm like, this is not that show. This is not that show. <laughs> this is not that show. Question, let, is, question is, can we get this installed on the on the Hellabus? I, I think you know what we could like. What I could do is like put a like a uh, a loudspeaker on it, and so like as we're going over like like watchdog units, like we could like blast that voice, and that would, that would scare oh, the crap out of. No, I think <laughs> I think this might scare the crap out of watchdog. How you doing? <laughs> you think? I don't know if that would scare them. <laughs> but, but we fly over Agent May. How you doing? She might probably get- shoot us. You realize that, right? Pretty sure about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but but no. So, like I said, this was uh, today was premiere day for uh-huh. Doctor Strange. For yeah. Doctor Strange, yes. and and I haven't seen it. Mike, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Chances are, if I don't see it now, I will probably see it the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Only I saw it. Just work. You saw it. Okay. How was it? It was phenomenal. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Keep it going. Keep it going. Do, 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 do. Phenomenal. And we now have our show title. <laughs> Oh, punch drunk or us? No, I, seriously though. Oh man, it was uh. Okay, uh, uh, let me do it right. Okay. Phenomenal. I'm gonna leave it there. We're gonna have to have a talk with whoever got you that new toy and just <laughs> grab him by the scruff of the neck and said, "Take it back." <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, but uh, um, it, it's done fairly well just in its first day, hadn't it? it yeah, it had. Um, now, mind you, like um, Thursday night, which is apparently now considered preview night. Yeah. Um, now, ba- now based on early numbers from what I heard, and mind you, not all theaters show movies for preview night, but right. uh, of the ones that had, it made like $9 million. and that's on top of the $86 million, I believe it's made overseas already. Um, and so with Friday night, of course, being premiere night, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to make some big numbers this weekend. Um, good press. Uh, you know, there, there's good press, uh, you know, and, you know, the, this uh, no, Marvel's I'm, first. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes. It's not what, good. What's, what they're saying. User score ninety percent. Critic score ninety percent. Wow. It, it's just not pulling Fantastic Four numbers. No, uh, uh, you know. And don't what? think we're not appreciative of that. <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, guys, this movie is visually stunning. The music is amazing. Uh, and 
for for this to be Marvel's first real foray into the mystic realm and their first no step into magic. Um I, well, okay, I'll put you like this. This movie is about two hours long. It didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that at all. And for, the, the you know, there's been some early comparisons? Comparisons. Right. Yeah. Comparisons. That word. That word. Okay. To uh, another movie that was no, known for bending reality and that sort of thing. And I'll be honest with you, the the, the those... It's not accurate. It is not accurate in the least. Here's, um, the, here's the worst I've seen reviewed, and this is from another podcast, or a host from another podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Turns out, as much as I love fairies and elves, I do not like magic in my Marvel Universe. Hashtag Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, Thor had magic, but I could stomach it as a otherworldly. Get off my junk. Uh, you know, I'm... S- Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even in the comics, magic is just a just as big a part of the Marvel world as the cosmic aspect right. and as much as science is. It, it's all one big ball. You know, I I don't know. I think that I think they're going to be so. There's going to be some naysayers out there. They're oh. just are. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing is so good that somebody somewhere will not hate it. Right. Right. I mean, but I've got I've got one friend who, uh, whenever a new Marvel movie comes out, I, I steer clear of his Facebook feed because he can't say anything good about it. He, he he absolutely hated Thor because it ruined the mythos. It ruined the the decades of history. I'm thinking, dude, they're crafting a new universe. Yeah. Yeah, but I still don't like it. So, okay, fine, whatever. Harumph, harumph. Bye bye. Yeah. So I, I I don't even ask him about those movies anymore. It's just no, no. You just there, there's like you say. You know, there's some people that uh, I think there are some people who are chomping at the bit uh, for this to be Marvel's first failure, and it uh, it's not going to happen. Well, um, we've had those we've had those detractors before. Mm-hmm. I we we had them. We had them for Guardians of the Galaxy. Ant-Man. Which, and Ant-Man. And I'll be honest with you, I was a little fearful of both of those yep. early on. But the closer we got to debut, to, to premiere time for Guardians, I was kind of like, you know, I think this could actually work. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, you know, the funny thing is, like, of all the movies, I Guardians of the Galaxy was the one that I had absolutely no real knowledge of, even as uh, from the comics. I, I never that was that was one that was off of my radar. And even by by time I saw the movie, I was so jazzed to be told, brought into a story that I wasn't familiar with. And see, I, I feel that way about Doctor Strange as well. I mean, I'm yes. not, the, it's off my radar, and no, I I can't wait to see what it's going to do. Yeah, well, with Guardians, that was not the Guardians team that I was familiar with. Now, I knew who some of the new lineup characters were. Like, I knew who Rocket Raccoon was. I knew right. who Drax was. Right, and I knew who uh, Gamora was. I mean, I knew the characters. I didn't know the team. Yeah, yeah. 
But and again, this was also breaking with its with you know I don't want space in my MCU, right? And well, I'm sorry, but it turned out kind of good. It did. So if you're saying I don't want magic in my MCU, well, this is Marvel branching out to things that have been pretty prevalent in the comics, yeah. but introducing it to the new continuity. I mean, I mean, they no. Go ahead. Technically, we've had magic in Marvel movies already, mm-hmm. so to speak, with Go. Ghost Rider with Nick Cage, but that's not MCU. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, and, now we're getting a Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that is MCU and the possibility of another one coming around. Yes. So now we're not going to recap Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tonight, dear listeners. Uh, that's going to be next week because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is taking a break uh, to let the election process go by. And I kind of wish that we could do same same thing. But uh, next week, we'll be doing our, our recap of the season thus far. Right. Yep. Um, well, you know, like... See, and, and I find I find it interesting, especially as I go back and I think about Thor and Thor: The Dark World. Mm-hmm. How you know they decided to just to treat Asgard as a separate planet, a separate dimension, as opposed to them being gods, which really would have been their first foray into magic. Well, technically, Asgard was their first foray into magic. If you sure. remember in the first Thor movie, he he tells. Jane, you know, for where we come from, magic and technology are pretty much the same thing. Right. right. So, and Loki, he is a wizard. Yeah, he is. So there is, you know, if you say, I don't want magic in my MCU. Well, I'm sorry. It's been there since phase one. Where have you been? Yep. And I mean, and it's it's all, you know. The thing is, look, it, it, you're 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 gonna get it. You're gonna get it on all levels because, like I said, you know, we we get it on the big screen. We're getting it on ABC. You're gonna be getting it on on Netflix. Uh, it's in the comics. It it's a part of that world. Um, and they make it work. And and that's just all there is to it. And um, and I, I'm saying this as someone who is a casual. Doctor Doctor Strange fan. Now, I had a friend who went to see the movie last night, and so she was texting me about the movie afterwards and asked me a couple of questions, and she's going to go and pick up a couple of trades because she's now, is this is a character that she's interested in because of the great story that was told. And see, that, that to me is brilliance. Yes. Yeah. So in other words, to paraphrase what Kylan's saying, is Marvel with Doctor Strange is pretty much getting people to say, let's get it on. No. No, no, no. You were just waiting for that, weren't you? (laughs) I I was. was. (laughs) (laughs) just like... Like, I just, uh, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> well, I got two words for you uh, regarding Doctor Strange. Living Tribunal. Okay. Oh, and by the way, by the way, this is a mild spoiler alert. That's me. <laughs> yes, that's you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, spoiler alert. There we go. All right. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers from Doctor Strange, uh, turn down your volume. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. Yeah, don't make me tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. (laughs) So we've had a lot of cosmic-themed heroes, cosmic-level heroes come into the MCU. We've had had Thanos, of course. Uh, We've had Odin, of course, you know, head of the Norse gods. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've had the Collector. He's not really cosmic 
power level, but he is cosmic scale. Right. And um, but if you if you catch it, this is a very brief Easter egg, very brief Easter egg, uh, where Carl Mordo is teaching Doctor Strange about mystic artifacts, including Mordo's own weapon. What is his weapon? The Staff of the Living Tribunal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that sounds like just a throwaway line, but and I'm uh, I'm referring to an article from comicbook.com uh, where this could be the fir- this could be the hint that we are going to see the Living Tribunal in an upcoming Marvel Studios movie. Mm. Uh, the Living Tribunal actually appeared in a first appeared in a Doctor Strange story. So this is this could be setting up a sequel. Now in this issue in the issue where he shows up, uh, Doctor Strange has to convince him. He is he is basically a cosmic judge. He, he's kind of like the the Grand Inquisitor kind of thing. Uh, he had to convince this the tribunal that Earth's potential for great evil should not be cause for its destruction. And this is this is a character of of nearly unlimited power. I mean, he he's got he he's got the power of a thousand armies easily. Oh yeah. Uh, now he's also a major player in the very first Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Uh, the tribunal allows Thanos to make his bid for the gauntlet, and also he's the one that tells the good guys that the the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Gems, have to be split up. So. Could, there's also the question of could we see him in Infinity War or in the aftermath thereof? I'm thinking that's more likely what's going to happen. So there's that, but the fact that that they even mentioned the Living Tribunal, you can't over you look that you can't just say, oh well, that's a throwaway line, right? You remember in Winter Soldier where uh, Sitwell is like spilling the beans as to what these new helicarriers are going to do. It's like anybody who's a potential threat, and what's one of the threats that he mentions? Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange, yeah. So you have to pay attention to every little name drop that they do in here because hashtag it's all connected. Wait, hold on, yeah. hold on. Let's wait. Let's let's think about this for a minute. So Stephen Strange. Now the the movies are all done in chronological order. Yes, more or less. More or less. So so Stephen Strange was on their radar. You know. I, all what, right, four years. Okay. Well, since at least uh, what Age of Ultron isn't that when they bring it up? No, it was uh, Stephen Strange was on their list of uh, of threats in uh, in uh, Winter Soldier when they were looking when they, they were showing the list of um, like you, they showed the list of um, I guess of people to be concerned about. And Stephen mm-hmm. Strange pops up on one of those lists. Isn't that when so Wakanda gets brought up too? Yes. Okay. So that it could be that maybe this doesn't fall nicely and neatly into the timeline. See, and that's the that's the thing because there's a couple of things that happen in the movie where all of a sudden uh, the, the, the the time aspect but but see here's something else and this is something that's not mentioned in the movie but I don't know maybe because see uh, Fury has uh, Fury has some really deep connections as you know mm-hmm. and the man's secrets has secrets and you mm-hmm. find out in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that he had been looking for the Darkhold, and he pretty much has a. I think you would say that he was very wary of matching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now maybe there are rumors that Stephen Strange, even this is, even if this is prior to him 
becoming a sorcerer that maybe there were rumors that he, he was prophesied somehow. I well, don't know. Let me ask this question. Okay. All right. Since you have seen the movie, we haven't. Right. Do they indicate that there is a, a significant amount of time spent studying and training? I would I would say I would say yes, they do. Okay. But here's a problem. Here's a problem. And I know where you're going at. I know where you're going with it, but here's the thing. Um, there's a line where uh, that's mentioned where uh, he's driving and, okay, guys, turn down your radios because I'm about to spoil something. And they say... Oh, spoiler alert. And so th- he's driving along and he's talking to somebody uh, and he's looking for potential patients, right? And someone mentions to him about an Air Force colonel whose spine is crushed uh, with uh, in, in um, an experimental armor. Mm. Now, the thing is, and Don and I were talking about this, Don doesn't think that that is hinting at Rhodey. It's got to be. I think it it's hinting at Rhodey. It, it could be, although... Wait, hold know. on. Wait, wait, wait. I just thought about something. Weren't there, weren't there other people that were trying out the uh, the uh, in, in Iron Man two, there yeah. were there were other people were, trying out the, the proto. There were other people trying out prototypes. Yeah, but I those, were, those were drones though that Hammer made or had made. Yes, right. but what about the footage that Tony projected that called up and and cast up to the projectors during the hearing? Yeah. Whoa! Now see that, but I would okay, think that'd be too far removed. It could be considered. Uh, it, it could be. It could be considered Rhodey. Well, See, it could be. But mm. w- w- was he already transformed into the Mystic by this point, or was this still in the this? In this the is still pre, in pre superpower stage. Pre 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 superpower stage. So this is pre accident. Pre accident. Okay, it, it could be. It could tie in with Iron Man too. Or hmm. okay. See, wow. There, there's also the question. All right, let's let's think about this for a second. Okay. Okay. All right. If Fury was aware of Stephen Strange, or or at least Hydra was aware of Stephen Strange, uh huh. Trying to think the best way to to put this, and Fury was leery of magic. Right. Do you think that Shield could have had some some stash of mystic artifacts? Could be, but definitely. I mean, the only way that that would make sense to me, all right, if if this conversation before Strange's accident is indeed referring to Rhodey. Okay, that's a Civil War reference. We we could go another route Mm -hmm. um, and take. Very close listen to this voice. Hail Hydra. Okay. Red Skull. Are you thinking that Hydra, not Shield? Skull's potentially alive. Well, if he got his hands on some of that armor that was being that got scrapped after the failed test, because remember, Skull does become Iron Skull at some point. Uh, Okay, I think that rabbit hole is kind of reaching that one now. Now, if you're talking, if you're talking Hydra having access to the Mystic artifacts rather than Shield. That's making more sense to me, right? Because because the skull he did not he was not above looking for occult solutions as well, right? But remember, 
especially during the animated series, you know, there, which is also resource material. Skull uh-huh. has to gets in a situation where he has to wear armor similar to to Iron Man, or to Iron Man's. Okay, right? Because uh, I want to say how that would that place. how would that tie in though? If Strange has to go attend to someone who was injured while wearing experimental armor, what if Red Skull is making his own armor? Which he which he does in the comics and he does in the animated series. I, I understand that, but but see see you see now see you guys are making me what this puts a completely different spin on the movie now, especially the beginning part because there is a part where when uh, he gets to um, where he finally meets the ancient one and he's asking about how long is it going to take. And she says, it, "No, he said he says it could be you no know, years of practice, and he'll say she says years of practice and um, study years, right? Okay, well, so so yeah. if they don't timestamp the beginning of when it is, then I mean it's it leads us to it do like we're doing. It leads us to do what we're doing now. And that's speculating, right? So what I'm wondering if Doctor Strange is on their radar on Hydra's radar in in Winter Soldier, okay? How much, how far in the past is that got to happen? Say, if you say years, let's say just for grins and giggles, five years. Right. Five years. So Winter Soldier came out, what, 2014? Uh, yes. Because 2015 would have been Avengers, Age of Ultron. It is, yeah, it was 2014. Okay. Now, five years before that, I am going on the assumption that he's completed his training and that he has become the Sorcerer Supreme to the point where he'd have to be for the, he, for him to be on their radar, right? Right. Okay, so that would have meant that he would have had to start his his training in 2009, right? If, right. if, you're, if you're figuring on five years, so... That put, it in, that put it in with Iron Man. That would put it in the beginning of Iron Man. After he's been rescued, after he made the Mark One armor. Yeah, but his 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 uh, his legs wasn't crushed. His back wasn't crushed. True. So at this point, it's kind of it's when does the first half of this film take place? That that's yeah. the question. Yeah, that's the big question right there. Is when does that take place? We decide. We figured that out, and then we figure out everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, in all fairness, there have been many instances where Stark was not the only one creating armor. Yeah. Osborne? Since Spider-Man's now in uh, in play? Green Goblin armor? Green go- Goblin armor. That was experimental for the military. Well, the glider was, not necessarily the uh, the armor. At the, well, if we go by the Tobey Maguire, the armor was part of the... Yeah. But still, could be a good excuse. That's just without having to do some wibbly wobbly, timey wimey adventure through space and time to to condense down the whole training period. Right. It, it would have to be, and I think I think I'm being generous at just saying five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, unless you're just like some kind of savant. Well, I, strange which could be. Strange kind of is. But the question there becomes, all right, you can get a black belt in about three, four years. Right. This is more than a black belt. Oh, yeah. 
This is so much way more than a black belt. So that's that is the question where I'm just it's got to be if this whole thing is to make sense, that can't be roadie. No, but it easily could be. Yeah. And if it is, well, all right. If it is, either it is are really messed up. Yeah. If it is or it isn't. I mean, it can only be one or the other. Either it is or it isn't. Is you is or is you ain't my doctor. Is you is or is you ain't my roadie. So, yeah, I. Now, see, I've got to see this movie to understand, to to try to understand it, because they could just be trying to throw it in just as an Easter egg, trying to make it relevant. But, yeah, unless it's, yeah, I I, I don't see it. Yeah. Unless they're, like, in a time pocket or something that says, oh, well, five to ten years of study and practice is condensed down into, like, a week or so. Right, right. So, well... Speaking of movies, uh, Variety has come has ranked the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies from worst to best. This is their opinion, and uh, chime in if you would, please. At they number- have the right to their opinion. We have the right to have our opinion of their opinion. <laughs> At number 14, Thor, The Dark World. I agree. I, I, I just happen to agree. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the Thor movies. As far as I'm concerned, Thor could be number 13. <laughs> now, that being said, I'm curious to see what they're doing with Ragnarok, especially since Hulk's going to be in it, in Planet Hulk armor. I want to know, is this going to take place after events of Planet Hulk? Or they going to do that armor for some other... He gets that armor for some other reason. That's what I'm curious to see. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 13th spot, Avengers Age of Ultron. I don't I, know that I put this one. That I, 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 this is too low. I, I think it could have moved up. Oh, yeah, that's... Um, there... Uh, I'm not worried about. You could go to variety.com uh, and you can find this on their site. I mean, we're not going to get into details why. Yeah. Uh, number twelve, Iron Man two. Uh, again, to me, I think a little too low. Yeah, I would put Iron Man. Yeah, but we're also I would we're put also Iron Man three here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at this stage in the game, they're saying three is better than two, and three had plot holes bigger than any sinkhole in Florida. <laughs> So that's saying a lot. Uh, number eleven, Ant Man. Uh, I, I, I think I'm thinking this one's still a little low. You know, I think they're going based on popularity, and that's not Could accurate be. because. Could be. Well, let's find out. Number ten, the Incredible Hulk. Well, actually, Hulk. I'm surprised that it was as high on the list as it was. Really? Okay. Really? Okay. I'm surprised that the movie did as well as it did, considering all the things that happened to it during production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what this is what we all thought. It's kind of like it can't survive. No. All this stuff, you know, it loses the director, it loses this, it loses that. It gets rearranged, it gets redone, and we're just kind of like, this has got to be the one that breaks the chain. Yep. Right. Now, number 10, they have the Incredible Hulk. This would be the Ed Norton Hulk. Uh, I, I, I think, I mean, huh. So to recap, Thor the Dark World, 14, Avengers Age of Ultron, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man, the Incredible Hulk. 
Ant-Man and Iron Man 2 can move up on the list. Hulk, maybe in the... See, I would, me personally, I would do Thor, the two Thor movies, 14 and 13. Right. I'll would, give you that. I would probably do Incredible Hulk at 12. Yeah, this is a little high for this one. Iron Man 3 at 11. Yeah, I'll give you that. Maybe Iron Man 2 at 10. Mm, yeah, okay, yes. Uh, in the 9 slot is Captain America Civil War. Okay, I really do not agree with this one. I, no, I don't agree no. with that at all. Is it in the top three? No. Is it in the top five? I can mm-hmm. see an argument made against that. Yes. But it deserves better than, nine, than number yeah. nine. And when when they, I know we said we weren't going to get into the into the details, but when you say, you start off your blurb by saying, the reviews were far too kind. Okay, I just, no, I just got to write yeah. you off. I, at this point in time, you're basing this list on popularity. Mm-hmm. And maybe box office. Um... Number eight, Thor. Well, I've already said my piece. Uh, okay, this first one, this first one to me is right, is about right. Okay. See, I, me personally, because I don't like them, 13 spot. This one, I argue, because this one's in my top three. Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. Heck that, yes. That, that should be way higher. Especially for the fact that it was a period piece. Yes. 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 Iron this, Man, go ahead. Iron Man three at number six. See, no, 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 no way. Saying Iron Man three is better than than Age of Ultron, better than Civil War, better than First Avenger. No, yeah. Sorry, uh, this- sorry, Owen Gleiberman and Peter Dubridge. Dubridge. Um, leave this type of stuff for the experts like oh some intrepid trio there you go yeah I mean the the last line in this guy's piece says it all it's a piece of pop art pulp held together by Evan's sincerity the best square acting in any superhero film since Christopher Reeves first donned the cape of Superman really so well like I said I'm I'm just going to state it again to to the writers you're entitled to your opinion we're entitled to our opinion of your opinion. But leave it to the experts like us. Got it good. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> see, see that kind of stuff right there. Like, um, I'm gonna shut up. All right, because number five. So we're hitting the top five. Mm-hmm. The Avengers. Um, okay, this is okay. low for me. This is low for me. See, this to me, this is a top three film as well. Yes, yes. Uh, number four, Iron Man, which is two thousand eight. Okay. This, uh, this is. Uh, I think this is a hair high. No, I would no, put no, this no. at number. I, f- I, I'd put this one at well. No, I put this one at five. I mean, it's 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 close to where it should be. Right. Yeah, this could either be four or five. The Winter Soldier, number three. Mm, I see, you know what? See, the thing is, Winter Soldier is easy one of my top three. Uh, definitely top two. Um, I don't know. In, in my personal list, this is at, like, number four and Iron Man be number five. So this is just a hair high for me. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is my number four. Doctor mm. Strange, number two. Mm. Okay. See now, uh, see you know what? Ha- having seen Doctor Strange, I-, I need a little more time to digest it because I, I, for 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 it to be this high, this has to be a movie that I would be in the mood to watch whenever, wherever. Right. You know. Well, number one, there's only one thing left: Guardians. So I agree with this. I agree so, with this. That being said, um, mm-hmm. y'all's top five in order. 
Okay, I am not putting Doctor Strange on this list I because I right have yet. not seen it. Right. Right now, my top five would be Guardians of the Galaxy at number one, Avengers at number two, uh, Captain America First Avenger at number three, Winter Soldier at number four, Iron Man at number five. Okay. Mm. Kyla, your top five. My top five. But you, okay, can, add, was, you can add Strange because you've seen it. Okay. Uh, Winter Soldier at number one, First Avenger at number two, Iron Man number three, Guardians at four. Did I say Avengers already? Uh, no, Avengers is five. No, okay. because it was uh, it was Winter Soldier, First Avenger, Iron Man one, Guardians, Avengers. Yeah, my number one. Is, my number one is First Avenger, then Guardians, okay, okay. then Winter Soldier, okay. Um, I would then probably go Iron Man and then Avengers. So now I did see where Guardians director James Gunn commented on this, um, and as you can guess, he said I have no issue with their number one choice. <laughs> but I think he he I don't remember the exact comments, but I think he was kind of wondering what they did, what they were thinking with some of the other choices. Right. right. But then again, this is an opinion piece. This is their opinions. So well, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. We're we're, we're not saying they're wrong but we actually say, we kind of are no i was gonna say it we're, we're, we're not we're not saying they're wrong because they're entitled to their opinion right but they should just call in the experts uh-huh. <laughs> so um only because seeing time i'm gonna jump ahead because we got book of the month to cover this month as well funko yes. uh we know them for dwarves we know them for the wacky wobblers which i got a really cool wacky wobbler in my superhero stuff hero box which you could get one of your own if you go to weebygeeks.com and soon you can link to it from the upcoming mmg at weebygeekspc.com because it's com- the site is coming soon next couple weeks it'll bo- it'll be live and you can link to superhero stuff in the hero box from there nice yellow jacket wacky bobbler Things like eight, things like eight inches in height. This it's pretty cool. Um, Wacky Wobbler is made by Funko, but of course everyone knows Funko for the pop vinyls. Uh, so on November third, they said if this tweet gets a hundred likes, we will leak something cool. Well, apparently it got a hundred likes. Coming early in 2017, Jessica Jones, and it is the TV series Jessica Jones. Look, mm. nice. Nice. You know, I just... That's one of the series I never really figured would be very action figure friendly or or Funko friendly. Right. Right. Just because... Now, let's be fair. Y'all can't see this listening to the podcast or to the radio show. But over Kylan's right shoulder in, in his computer room, there are a ton of Funko Pops behind it. Yeah, all those right there that you can see, those are all from Sherlock. Okay. Okay. Well, not yeah. all of them because there's a Deadpool, Deadpool behind one. there, too. Yeah. We see oh, a Deadpool. Yeah, there is Deadpool over there. Sorry. Okay. But for the most part, yes, we know there are a lot of adults that enjoy these as well. But mm-hmm. the Funko Pops, you just have a, a mental image that this is kind of for kids. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. But then, you know, Jessica uh, Jones is definitely not for kids. But Breaking Bad actually had one, and you could get the the, the RV that he traveled around in. Yep. Yep. And and Breaking Bad is not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fair point. Well, then then it was brought up well, there'll be others from the Netflix Marvel drama line. Uh, So as you scroll down this article, this is where I can say it again. 
Sweet Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have Luke Cage from the Netflix series, and you have him in the yellow top with the chain yep. around his waist. Yep. Have mercy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's where we stand there uh, with the Funkos. Um, we got at least three coming out, if not possibly more. So stay tuned for um, early 2017. It's not that far away. No, no it's not. I it's mean, like two months. Yep. I mean, they came out with... Was it three or four different? Um, there was four different ones from Daredevil alone. Yeah, and and then there were. Well, no, I don't think they haven't come out the one for Punisher yet. Um, imagine, if they, imagine if they do David Tennant's Purple Man. Oh, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. I gotta find space. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't we go ahead and recap uh, Book of the Month for October? Okay, uh, Book of the Month for October was, uh, normally we do just one book for Book of the Month, but this time around, I just really wanted to go here and just do a li- an entire limited series. And this li- particular limited series had particular significance for those of us who are fans of Marvel and fans of Disney at the same time because this was the Dis- the very first Disney Kingdoms miniseries. Right. It was Seekers Seekers of the Weird. Now, if you're a hardcore Disney fan, this has additional significance because the uh, the attraction, the Haunted Mansion, it went through several iterations of you know what it was going to be. At one point, there was a, a a concept of being like a pirate's ride, where it's like. You know, you float through a flooded haunted mansion. Uh, there's also like a walkthrough, almost kind of wax museum kind of thing. And one of the one of the components was a museum of the weird, right? And it featured a lot of concept art by Disney Imagineer Roland Raleigh Crump. Well, wasn't this also supposed to be one of the? This was the fourth attraction that was supposed to be at the World's Fair with Small World, Carousel mm-hmm. Progress, and A Night mm-hmm. with Mister Lincoln. Yeah, great uh, moments with Mister Lincoln. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. So this is probably the most famous Disney attraction that was never made. Yep. And until so I thought now. it was until now because. It, it's great to see them t- to dive into the archives, into the Disney vault, and cu- and bring stuff from those concept art into this comic series. And the premise uh, is, uh, starts off seeing a uh, brother and sister, uh, Maxwell and Melanie. Is it saying that? Am I saying that right? Uh, Melody. Melody, yes. Excuse me. Melody. Because they don't call them by their full names, it's always Max and Mel. Uh, Max is your typical nerd, doesn't like physical activity, and Melody is the exact opposite. Uh, would rather be playing lacrosse than studying. And of course, their grades, both their grades are going down. And so they want to talk to their parents about it. Well, the parents, uh, they run a shop of the weird. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know what you'd call it. It's like a, a, a weird stuff, occult stuff, just oh, curiosities. Like, a, like an oddity store. Yes, like an oddity store. All okay. right. 
and the mom and dad they're they seem to be blissfully unaware of what's going on in their kids lives because as soon as they get home it's kind of like mom dad we need to talk to you about our bad grades oh that's nice son we got a conference up here in the study y'all run the store for a little while <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Basically, long story short, all crap breaks loose. Things get weirder and weirder by the minute. Well, I guess when it's a seekers of the weird, things happen. It's not seekers of the normal. Yeah, it's definitely not seekers of the normal. But the store, the house, it's attacked by by taxidermy. It's kind of like if if somebody decided to take all these stuffed animals and just combine different parts of different ones. And so you've got all these hodgepodge-looking monsters attacking, setting fire to the place. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes mom and dad, and they're, they're fighting these things. But, of course, they get captured and kidnapped. Well, here comes... Uncle Roland, the uncle that they don't talk about, who you know the kids have hardly ever, if ever, seen, and the name cannot be any kind of coincidence because Raleigh Crump, the guy who inspired all this, his first name was Roland, so this apparently is Uncle oh, Raleigh. It's a, tri- it's a tribute to him. Yeah, it's a yeah. tribute. Yeah. He comes in looking like a steampunk Jack Sparrow, almost. He's got a <laughs> steampunk pirate thing going. And he saves the kids, brings them into their study, which is actually kind of like it looks almost like Doctor Strange's kind of place. Right. And they go into a vault which is almost like a TARDIS because it is the Museum of the Weird. And so they have to uh, their, their quest is they have to summon this thing called the Coffin Clock in order to get their parents back. Okay. And they have to do it by getting living room furniture. It's not just any kind of living room furniture. It's weird, of course, weird animated furniture, including a chair that a voice-activated walking chair. Okay. That is intriguing, Mm -hmm. just like these books. The more I sit and and, and try to describe it, there really isn't a way to to describe it very well. No, there's not. There are also, like, the wardens of the museum who appear as ghosts. Most of them have a steampunk look feel to them. And they are trying to stop them from assembling the living room furniture, therefore summoning the coffin clock. Right. Because it's wanted by the ones who kidnapped the parents, who's known as the Shadow. Society. Okay. So it's it's one of those, it's easier for you to read it than it is for us to describe it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was still a great choice. It was a, it was a good choice because, it, like I said, it was the very first in the Disney kingdoms. I mean, you've also had Figment, or two series about Figment and Dreamfinder. You've had a thing about the Haunted Mansion. You've had a series about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And we are in the midst of the one for the Enchanted Tiki Room. Yeah, which just started. Mm-hmm. So there, that is Book of the Month. Awesome. From October. Well, that leaves us just one thing left for this week. I wonder what it could be. And that would be uh, Picks of the Week. And, of course, that was the comic book shop, courtesy of the Shazbots. And, um, you know, I'm going to go first. Only because I have the book of the month for this month. Well, you just go right ahead with your bad self. 
Well, my first pick is Han Solo number five. This is the dramatic conclusion to the Dragon Void race. Will Han take the trophy or be left with the space junk? Our favorite scoundrel's first miniseries comes to a photo finish. So there we go. Okay. Well, I'll go second because my first pick is a number two. So it's kind of a number second. It is Prowler number two, written by Sean Ryan, penciled by Jamal Campbell. Hobie Brown, A.K. the Prowler, believes in what the Jackal is doing, but that doesn't mean it's easy. It definitely helps having Madam Webb and her precognitive powers, but can he trust her? Interesting. Skyline, you're up. I'm going to try this again because this didn't happen for me this week. Uh, But Star Wars Poe Dameron, number eight. Uh, Writer is Charles Soul, and the penciler and cover artist are Phil Noto. New story art starts here again. (laughs) Agent Terex has sworn vengeance against Poe Dameron, but how does he always seem to know what Black Squadron is doing? Could there truly be a traitor in their midst? Hmm, could be. Well, my second pick of the week is all new, all different Avengers 1.1. The time has come. Their ranks shattered by civil war. Their spirits weighted down by the toll, bo- toll both personal and spiritual. Earth's mightiest heroes must find the resolve to stand united one final time against their greatest foe. Captain America, Thor, The Vision, The Wasp, Spider-Man, Hercules. I have a funny feeling I picked this before, but it wasn't called. You may have. I want to say this. Yes, I have. I'm going to finish this off. When the dust settles, not a one of these valiant heroes will make it to the final page alive. This is King War 1. They have changed the name on here. <laughs> yep. This is actually a, the Avengers number one, which is written by Mark Wade. Not all new, all different Avengers 1.1. You're right. Mm. Actually, no. The, the cover has a 1.1 on it. So I'm now utterly confused because this has been listed as the Avengers number one. And now it's mm-hmm. being listed as all new, all different Avengers 1.1. So Are you calling shenanigans? I think you are. I'm calling some. <laughs> well, and I'm not I'm, too happy about calling it. Well, I'm calling my second pick of the week as another number two, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme number two, written by Robbie Thompson, penciled by Javier Rodriguez, who also did the cover arts. The Forgotten is here and is such a threat that it'll take a whole team of Sorcerer Supreme to take him down. Doctor Strange, the Ancient One, Merlin, Wiccan, Sir Isaac Newton. Did you know Sir Isaac Newton was the Sorcerer Supreme? Who'd have thunk? A ghostwriter from the 1800s. And who is Nina? And can Strange risk the like of of the young Ancient One without affecting his own future? Hmm. I saw this. I said, look, anytime Sir Isaac Newton shows up in a comic book, especially as a Sorcerer Supreme, I gotta pick it. There you go. I can't not pick it. Those are the rules. So, Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Power Man and Iron Fist, number 10. Writer is David F. Walker. The penciler and cover artists are Sanford Green. Harlem Burn starts now. The battle for Harlem begins here. As Luke and Danny struggle to pick up the pieces of Civil War II, the ultimate turf war erupts right under their noses. Tombstone, Mr. Fish, Piranha, Cottonmouth, Black Cat, and the mysterious new player are all vying for a piece 
piece of the pie, and the citizens of New York are caught in the crossfire. Can Pyro Man and Iron Fist help former prisoners and protect the innocent at all the same time? Mm. I don't know. Could be. Maybe. Well, my final pick of the week is Gwynpool number eight. Gwynpool is wanted justly by the NYPD. She's also wanted, also justly, by aliens. Her only chance? Do something awful and not care about the consequences. Okay. There. Well, my first pick of the week was a number two. My second pick of a number two. So my third pick, of course, has got to be a number 22. It is Deadpool number 22, written by Jerry Duggan, penciled by Matteo Loli, and cover artist Trad Moore. Has Madcap finally orchestrated the perfect revenge on Deadpool? Has he really found a way to kill Wade once and for all? Or could it actually be worse than that? Okay. And Kylan, your final pick of the week. My final pick is Daredevil number 13. The writer is Charles Soule. Uh, the penciler and cover artist are Ron Garney. The penultimate chapter of Dark Art begins. It's the mass murdering muse versus blind spot. The stakes, a whole courtroom of innocent civilians' lives. Too bad DD is stuck a world away in New Adelaide. Okay. Okay. Well, I have the uh, pick of the month this week, or for this month, actually. And, yeah, uh, book of the month for this month, yeah. This one might come as a shock to you guys. Hit me. I have gone with Uncanny Avengers number one. This is uh, number one, volume one, volume one, number one. Uh, this is when the Uncanny Avengers was first introduced. Uh, it was part of the Marvel Now event of 2012. Um, writer was Rick Remeter, um, who I loved his stuff with, with Cap, and I absolutely loved this run of Uncanny Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is it. The greatest era of the Marvel Universe starts here, and I agree heartily on that. From the ashes of AVX, which was Avengers vs. X-Men, um, mm-hmm. an all-new, all-different Avengers assemble. Captain America begins his quest to create a sanctioned Avengers unit compromised of Avengers and X-Men. Humans and mutants working together, so why is Professor Xavier's dream more at risk than ever? The first attack of the most loathsome villain in history will quake the Marvel Universe forever. The funeral of one of the Marvel's greatest heroes is also in this episode. Uh, some of your cast of characters. Uh, the Avengers Unity Squad. Um, this this marks their first appearance. But you have uh, Havoc joins the team. Uh, Captain America joins this team. Thor joins this team. Uh, Logan appears in a flashback. Uh, Rogue and Scarlet Witch. Mm. So that's your team at the beginning of this. Uh, you also have X-Men characters. You also have uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. involved. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, Again, this was, this was a title I, I loved, and I have everything digitally, but I still need to go back and collect the, um, the actual physical copy. Um, when they did the Marvel Now the second time, I think it was in 2013 they did it again, uh, they were either 13 or 14. When you got the digital code, you also got a bonus of the first six issues with it for yeah. free as well. So seven seven books for one one price. So um, Uncanny Avengers number one uh, is the book. This is the book that uh, again comes right out of AVX, uh, launches this whole new team. Uh, the Uncanny Avengers, in a sense, is Avengers Unity Squad, uh, but it 
does change further on down the road in the in the books. So, but this is this is where uncanny the uncanny universe for the Avengers starts off. Okay. So, um, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely see Doctor Strange yeah. in the very oh, yes. near future to try to reconcile this possible continual shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm going to have to go back. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I definitely want to go back and watch it again. But now I want to hit some sites and see if there's any theories that support what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna leave you guys with this thought. Uh, I talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, superhero stuff. Their hero box. Here are their current themes that they're offering. Uh, Doctor Strange in both a gold edition and silver edition. Uh, nice. Silver edition is $49. Gold edition is $69. Difference between the two. At $49, you're guaranteed $70 worth of merch. $69, you're guaranteed at least $100 worth of merch. Uh, I just got the, the villains box like we talked about earlier. Uh, adding stuff up about $110 to $120 worth of merch mm-hmm. as the gold box. Um, so Doctor Strange, Thor, Captain America, which I have done a review on in the past, Daredevil, Hulk, Iron Man, and one that Dawn's not going to like, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> and Deadpool, they're doing a silver and gold edition box. So yeah. there there you go. So that that's my final thought is go to WeebyGeeks.net, check out the hero stuff or superhero stuff uh, links, and uh, get yourself a box. Nice thing is these are great for gifts, birthdays, uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, the, the, it, they have exclusive themes that change monthly. It's not a subscription box. It's a one-time box. Uh, what comes in the box? A t-shirt, accessories, anything from socks to Funko Pops to a radioactive spider, maybe. <laughs> and and uh, custom goodies created just for the hero box. There you go. So, okay. So one last time, any final thoughts before we take off? I think you said it all, dude. <laughs> well, then, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, Doctor Strange, it still comes down to where does the first half before the accident, when does that occur? Well, well, you know, the thing is, you do get the sense that it takes years, that he's gone for a while, you know, so... It is possible that the movie starts off maybe around, I don't know, Iron Man 2. Okay. Or Iron Man 1. Iron Man, yeah. Or Iron Man 1. That is possible. Yeah, I, I'm still throwing out that possible suggestion, too, of uh, Green Goblin armor. Mm, that's possible. <laughs> 